0: tell you guys what happened when I was at the Ant- Oshawa site, um, Lake Ridge hospital. How did I get there? Why did I get there? Why me? Well, let me tell you how it happened. Um, the day before, I think it was the day before or the week before I started a petition called make mass, make mass exemption passports for children with autism because of the situation that happened the following week with my son and Beck Taxi. Basically, one of the the drivers from Beck Taxi refused to give us a ride because my son wasn't wearing a mask. And I told them that he couldn't wear a mask because, you know, he's autistic and he told us to prove it. And then from there, he ended up driving. What ended up happening is he ended up driving us to the police station, and he reported it. And but it's okay because I'm waiting for my police report by the end of the month, so I can use use it towards my case against that taxi and that driver. That's besides the point. So a week later. While I'm doing these petitions, I'm, you know, I'm getting more excited about it. I'm talking about it, I'm talking about it. And then I decided I was going to unblock the police because um, I'm an asshole. <laughs> I had blocked the police because they had been harassing me for quite some time, but I decided to unblock them, the Toronto police on Instagram, And that immediately caused my account on social media to be monitored. They had been monitoring my account for quite some time and that's why I blocked them. But what happened was on October the 28th, I went to, and remember 28, today was October the 28th, I went to the hospital for the 28th time on October the 28th. Numbers are very important to me. I'm a numbers girl and I use numbers to break down what's happening in society and break down things. Um, I'm all about biblical numerology. My sister in 2007, seven on, you know, seventh perfection, but in 2007, she died at 17 and her best friend died at 16. And the young man, Siobhan Joseph, who who stole the car from his mother and uh, was being chased by the police, the Toronto police, who were never charged, was only 15. So a 15, 16, 17-year-old black children died because of the negligence of our Toronto police. So since 2007, I have been speaking about the police and, um, and their role in the death of my sister in the death of my sister's best friend and the death of many other people. And it's not just the Toronto Police, it's the Durham Regional Police as well, because I've been harassed by them as well. In general, I don't like police. I don't like Toronto Police. I don't like any city's police. Because whenever I go into the city, it seems like, it's like I set off an alarm. But anyways, I don't know what happened. But I wanna tell you about what happened on this October the 28th. So October the 28th, I I was at Moxie's at Pickering, beside beside Pickering Town Center, which is where I'm gonna have my new store, Happy Home 42. I was at Pickering Town Center um, meeting with, Randy and her business partner to talk about my new two books that I will be that will be um, starting, and we had a wonderful night. It was great. And then I met call, contacted my little friend who, who I met on the train earlier that day, Liam Dixon. I met him, and we we um, he was only sixteen. He really connected with me and I connected with him because I was rapping on the train, I believe. And I was also talking about a lot of things, but I got, we exchanged numbers. And I'm so glad I did that because that young man is a beautiful young man and he's gonna be very powerful in this city because I'm gonna help him. I'm gonna help him. So basically um, we, we scheduled to meet in Pickering. But um, it was getting late, and Pickering Town Center was already closed. So I said, let's just meet on, let's meet in Oshawa because I'm going to Montreal. But I'm going to stop in Ottawa because I want to meet. I wanted to get some more signatures for the petition. Thank you for all the people who signed the petition so far. So far, we have 132. But I'd love to see that at 132,000 if I could. Because last year, we did a petition for DeFonte Miller, who lost his eye due in, in Whitby due to the police, the Durham Regional Police, and a police officer and his brother who was charged for assault. You know what I'm saying? Anyways, I'm not a fan of police. I'm not a fan of police. Not all police officers are good, bad, but what I'm not a fan of is white privilege and white supremacy in the police force. When we get rid of white privilege, white privilege and white premises, white supremacy in the police force, we'll have a good police force that's willing to serve and protect its people. Until then, we will continue to have chaos and continue to have mayhem and corruption. And that's what happened on October the 28th, was corruption. My doctor, prior, a few days prior, was talking to me. First, it started off with Um, A mentor of my, anyways, first it started with someone who was close to me suggesting that I take medication. And then it started off with another person who was close to me that suggested I took medication because my mood was elevated. But the funny thing was two weeks before, Prophet Evans Barning from the Transformation Church on Chestwood, he prophesied to me. He said, I see them increasing your medication. And it's a plan from the devil. He was a prophet. He prophesied that in my home while I was home on his zoom call with my ex friend, Christina Dixon. So we, so I had this prophecy and then I was seeing people close to me, telling me, I think you're elevated. You need to increase your medication. I knew that I didn't see increase. And then finally the doctor calls and she calls and we talk once, twice, three times. We talk and in that weekend, she's encourage- encouraging me to take medication and I'm like, I'm, t- I'm fine, there's nothing wrong with me, I'm fine. I'm educating her on my pot, on, on my, I'm telling her about the petition. I'm, and she's Indian, by the way. I'm telling her Dr. Gayatri, I believe that's her name, from the Canadian Mental Health Association of Toronto branch uh, in Scarborough. So she's in, part of the East Metro Act team. So anyways, Madam, Madam Gayatri, um, decided, even though we had conversation, and even though I took my injection on Thursday, October 28 at 8 a.m. 8 a.m. By 1230 a.m. that night, the Durham regional police met me with my friend, my little friend, Liam at the Oshawa Go station, as I was preparing to go into an Airbnb for the night to leave for Montreal on the next morning, the 29th. The 29th never happened because the next moment I noticed, I was not, I was not at the go or getting ready to go on the via rail, but I was being illegally taken into the hospital because my doctor, Dr. Gayatri, god rest her soul she's alive god rest her soul i had an appointment with dr guy three at 10:30, and i was going to go to ottawa to meet the prime minister to talk or i didn't have an appointment but i was going to be in parliament in that area for 10 a.m my doctor even though we had an appointment phone appointment on the 29th at ten thirty a.m she decided that that's not enough we need to have her put on a form one so and why did that happen it's because i posted something on instagram that said F the police at the police the damn situation You know what I'm saying? That's what I said. I said after police. And because I said after police, the police, Toronto police conspired with Durham Regional Police to monitor my account, find out exactly where I am and have me arrested at 12.30 a.m. and sent to the mental hospital, Oshawa site for 1.30, by one and one, 130. Mm-hmm. So by one one thirty, by one, 1 a.m., I was forced to stay in the hospital on a seventy-two hour seventy-two hour form, and I knew what it was gonna. I knew I was like, oh my god, this is ridiculous. And then they took my phone away from me. They took my iPad. They took my computer. It took everything that had my music and I started to go mad. I went mad. They put me in a room An LGBTQ woman with white privilege took away my phone. I couldn't listen to music, took away my iPad, couldn't listen to music. They took it away and I'm all about music therapy. I need it. I'm a musician. I love music. When you take my music from me, you take my life from me. So the LGBTQ woman, queer woman, lesbian, took my thing, acting all big and bad. She was big and bad. Short like a mother. Anyways, took my stuff and said, you're not getting it back and then i started to scream and i started to freak out and then i stripped naked in the room cuz that wasn't that's not the only reason why i was upset i was like i want to see my son because i'm a mother i'm a mother of a son who's four and autistic i wanted to see my baby and they were going to be stripping me from seeing my son and i freaked out and i went crazy and I was basically stripped naked. About right, right after that, they realized that I was naked. They was like, oh shit, she's naked. So they put this thing in front of my window to cover me up. But, but then they finally got tired of that. They're like, you know what, this girl's naked. And I started giving them the finger I started giving them the finger. I started giving them, you know, um, so many things. I started, I just started letting them know that I'm not, yeah, I'm not happy assholes. So um, five guards, security guards from Paladin security, one nurse, Nurses Association, and one, and one Durham Regional Police, white, privileged, blonde officer with a gun, barged into the room. Open the door. Actually, before they barged in, they were like, open the door. I'm like, if you motherfucking come in this fucking place, I'm going to, I am going to kill you. I'm going to fight back. So I'm sick of fighting. I, I was sick and tired of this government. White privilege and white supremacy taking control of my life. Why? I'm an Ontario public servant. You know what I mean? I'm a U of T graduate. I'm a George Brown College graduate. I was in Centennial College studying addiction to mental health. I'm a podcast host and author of three books. I'm a speaker. I'm a motivation. I'm an inspiration. But this government put me in the hospital for the 28th time, and I'm not happy. 28, you know what 28 actually means? When you add up the birthday of Martin Luther King Martin Luther King Jr.'s birthday, I think it's January 15, 1960 something. When you add up his birthday, it adds up to 28. I told you some numbers mean something. I was put on the 28th day for the 28th time in the mental hospital. But even though they meant evil for me, this government and the police, Toronto police, I see you. And Durham regional police, I see you, but I forgive you. And we will work together because at least you have a mental health unit in there. You just have a few f up men, um, officers that don't know how to do their motherfucking job. So anyways, they barged into the room and they tried to tackle me down. Five officers, security officers, fake cops from Paladin Security at Lake Ridge Hospital, Oshawa site. They barged into the, and uh, in there. Okay. And they tried, they pinned me down. I, I went like this, boom, because I was not going down without a fight. No, not today, Satan. Nope, not today, Satan. So they grabbed my arm. They tackled me to the ground. They twisted my arm. They stepped on my head. They They caused me to get a bruise on my knee, left knee. They twisted my arm and my back. And they said, stay down, stay down. Five officers, one black woman. Why? Because in their eyes, I was just a nigger nigger, 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 nigger in their eyes. I was just a nigger, nothing important. Nobody important, nothing to smile about, nothing. Just, just a little nigger. That's it. So this nigger fought back. And then when I realized that my arm, they almost broke my arm. I was like, please, you're breaking my arm. You're gonna break my arm. You're gonna break my arm. You're gonna break my arm. arm." Did they care? No. They then picked me up. Oh remember, didn't I tell you I'm naked when they beat me up like this? Breast, booty, vagina, out of door. So they beat me up. And they picked me up, raised me up onto the slab, the hospital bed that had all the straps. They raised me up. And they slammed me down on the bed. And then they turned me around on the bed, on my face down. And then they turned me back face up. And then they strapped me down, naked, like a nigger. Never will I forget that. And there will be judgment to pay for that. Mark my words. Strap me down naked for three hours. And I cried. I cried. Jesus, why are you letting this happen to me? God had a plan. There were souls that needed to be saved and souls that needed help. I had a plan. So hmm. I stayed down there for a while and I had no music. And then they finally said, do you wanna, are you ready to behave now? And they took me to the other side with and gave me a hospital gown to put on. And I went to the other side and some of the officers that watched me in my in in, in the room that was locked in the locked room, because you see the hospitals were, for the mental hospitals is jail. It's Shawshank Redemption guys, Shawshank. Yeah, mm mm-hmm. yes. So while I was in jail in Shawshank at the Oshawa site, they, the officers, there, the security officers, they basically, some of them were nice and some of them were mean. I remember meeting Alexis, which was a black security officer who really didn't like her job. And I told her, I'm going to make sure that you retire because you, you, you don't like your job. I'm like, why the hell are you here? she said, like, uh, I don't know, I'm bored. Like, okay, well, then you need to be doing what you need to be doing, which is what you love. You're a black girl. What the hell are you doing work, working in a job you don't like? And that's what I'm trying to get people to understand. If you're a black Jew, if you're called as a prophetess or a prophet or an apostle or an evangelist or a pastor or a teacher or whatever, you're called as something to do great things. What the hell are you doing jobs that you don't like? Start a business go back to school do something with yourself that you like and stop wasting people's time and tax dollars time so then the security officers were getting nice to me they'd let me go I'd get out of the wash get out i had my period and i needed to pee um i couldn't really have a period i just lied to them because i wanted to make sure that they would let me pee Because when you're in the hospital, you have no rights and they treat you like a nigger. But if you're on your period, they understand. So, I was on my period that day. (laughs) Anyways, so, what happened next was, as I was about to go upstairs, a white, old, old, White supremacy, white privilege, old man, security officer, paladin security, comes and sits down and I talk to him. I said, Can I use the washroom? He ignores me. He ignores me so much that I piss myself in the cell and I shit myself. In the cell because he refused. I begged him, open the door. I got to poop. I got to pee. I got to use the washroom. I got to use the washroom. He didn't care because I was a nigger. Nigger, nigger, nigger. When I came back, there was shit on the ground. My shit on the ground. Let's just say that's a little bit effed up. So, what happened next? So they finally came to open the door and the I was like, oh shit, what did happen in here? I go, this asshole wouldn't let me use the washroom. So I had to go. So I went. So they bring me upstairs to the fourth floor. I, I go, I start to go up into the general side of the fourth floor and I meet my nurse Raysell, awesome Filipino, Roman Catholic guy. He was really nice to me. He was like, um, I'm going to let you use your phone to get your stuff, but you're not allowed to have your phone on this unit. And I'm going to let you use your phone to get your numbers. So I I looked, I got my, I tried to get as much numbers as I could. He's like, well, I'm going to go on my break. And when I get back from my break, I'm going to whatever, and guess what happens? The devil sends two white supremacists, white privileged bitches. Oh, AKA nurses to come to my door, bam, bam, bam. You need to give us your phone. I'm like, but my nurse just told me that I could hold it. Why are you fighting me for my phone? I need to, I need to get these numbers. You're not allowed to be on, you're not allowed to use your phone on this unit. So I took the phone and I slammed it in her hand here. It's like, you don't have to do that. I'm like, fuck you. I swear a lot when I'm pissed. Not manic, but pissed. There's a difference. I've been provoked. These people provoke me to swear. They provoke me, but I'm working on it. I'm working, I'm a work in progress. So what happens now They, I, they sent my lunch. They had just sent my lunch. So I ate the lunch. And when I was done with the lunch, I took the lunch and I threw it out. I put the tray outside my door and I slammed it to the ground. And then I came back in the room. I'm like, these bitches taking on my phone. They always take on my shit. They're always trying to steal from me. They're always trying to take from me. Why did they do this? So I went outside and that's when it went off. I went up there and I said, you mother effing people are always trying to take from me. You're always trying to steal from me. I'm like, I am, I'm like, F you and all your mama. And I'm like, I'm like, you're trying to take from me. You're trying to steal from me. You are always trying to hurt me. You never love me. You treat me like a motherfucking nigger. I pulled in, I, I shit downstairs in the, in the, in the, whatever, in the, in the cell because of you guys, but you're gonna pay for this. You're all gonna pay. And then I pointed at some people which were colored. And then I realized what I was doing. I said, no, you, cause I was pointing at white privilege. You are gonna pay for this. And then comes the nurse, the, the what do you call it? I call it the house nigger. Sorry, Tammy. I love you. I know you care, but you are a house nigger. The house nigger comes up and s- tries to coach me nicely. House niggers like Tammy, the nurse. Come, calm down. We don't want this to turn bad. Cause I oh, because I had my suitcases. That's the reason why I was like, I want to leave this motherfucking hospital. That's when she came because she's on the other unit, the patient intensive care unit, which is PICU unit. She's on that unit. And she comes out and tries to calm me down because what's going to happen is now I'm going to be sent to the PIC unit, which has no group therapy, no music therapy, no nothing. Just a room and a hallway with chalk as our pens and pencils. We couldn't have pencils. We couldn't have pens. If we, we couldn't have crayons. Even CAMH lets you to have freaking crayons so that you can color in the PIC unit. They didn't have that. Lake Ridge, Oshawa site had nothing for us. They gave us chalk. And some of the rooms had chalkboards and some didn't. But thank God my room had a chalkboard. So I wrote down who I was. So what happened is she coached me into the other unit and I knew what was about to happen. I'm like, why should I go through that fucking door? Why should I go through that door? I don't wanna go through that door. I know what you're gonna to do to me. You're going to have me pinned down. You're going to pin me down. And that's what they did. They got me to the other side and they got me in the room. They got me to take off my Adidas jacket, my Laura dress, my new mask that was not a mask, but it was, um, a mass shield, blue. They got to take it off. And they said, and Tammy's like, it's either you put on these clothes, these hospital clothes. So that's the first thing they do is they strip you of your garments when you're in the hospital, so that you don't feel like an individual, you become a number. The stripping of my garments, so that I could become. One of the patients and look no different than anyone else. Oh, and I took my fascinator. She, she took off my fascinator because, you know, I'm fashionable. And I looked good that day. But they didn't want me to look good. They wanted me to be a nigger. So, nigger, 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 I was for the whole 14 days. They strapped me down. Did they strap me down at that time? No, they forced me to take medication. Yeah, forced me to take medication because I didn't want to be strapped down again because I was strapped down naked already downstairs. And then I told Tammy, I'm like, you bitch, you tricked me. That's exactly how slavery happened. That's exactly how slavery happened if you think about it. Black house niggers coach slaves to come to the border you know where the slave masters were come to the border for a better life (sighs) sorry for a better life only to find out that they were going to be sent on a ship chained up like I was chained a ship chained up and sent to a new foreign land yeah so anyways i'm in the hospital and while in that hospital i was very fortunate. i was in the room 91 nine plus one is ten so it's, it's done so i would pray in that room and i would talk to the lord and i would i called my church my family my friends Everybody over the 14 days, and the only person that visited me was my little friend Liam, who's 16, all the way from Brampton. Meanwhile, my own church, nope. No matter how many times I begged and called and cried, please visit me. I'm hungry. Please send me food. Please. Nobody. It's all good. I will get an apology and everything will be A-O-K. Yeah, so what happens next? What happens next? Then I meet my first new friend, William who I like to call Prince William. He's indigenous, he's Métis, he's a cool guy. And we talk and we talk. And every day we, we, we build this bond together, we, we became friends. And that's when I discovered that he was a prophet as well, just like me. But he was persecuted because he's a native. And the natives have always been persecuted by this, gun- this country. He had been in there for, since October the 7th, I believe. A long time indigenous man in the hospital locked up he doesn't even know what his diagnosis is that's 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 what's so messed up he didn't oh this he didn't know what his diagnosis was messed up eh and he has rights this is his country and his country is locking him up are you serious he has four boys He's a good father, but he just had a breakdown. But the way they treated him was not cool. They said he was a woman beater. They lied, they lied. They tried to keep me away from him. But he was no woman beater. He wasn't dangerous to women. They were lying. Paladin security was lying. F them. And there's fat mama. Yeah, I said it. So that was that. Then I meet this other old man named Tim. I'd like to call him Diaper Man because at the end of it, Tim, hello Des Moines. At the end of it, Tim liked wearing a diaper. Explain to me how an old 58 year old man likes wearing a diaper. That's screwed up. Messed up, yo. Messed up. Messed the motherfucker up. So I met, I met Tim and he was also bipolar. Also had the same doctor. That's a Constance Ojibe from Nigeria. And he got released the exact same day as me because he was white supremacy and white privilege. And he hated me. At first he liked me because I thought he thought I was cool. But the more I became into my own, he hated me. The boy, that man had a million dollars. He offered me his place and he changed his mind just like all white people do, not all. Just most white privileged people. I hate white privilege with a passion. I do. This country is a beautiful country. Canada is a beautiful country. Canada locked me up 28 times, sent me to prison twice. So, uh, Selena Chavannes Caesar sent me to, had me sent to prison because, uh, because to her eyes, because I threatened her on social media with death. So she got scared and she should have been scared because her private, previous boss died after not helping me, Jim Flaherty. I, I was in Jim Flaherty's office in 2013 asking for help. He didn't help me, so God killed him, white man. And now Christine Elliott, the Minister of Health, is a widow, but well, she's the Minister of Health. And the Minister of Health, I used to work there. I worked in the Ministry of Health. Ontario and the fiscal oversight and performance branch where the money was, where we controlled with all the money that paid for the hospitals. Interesting, eh? Yeah, that's where I worked. I'm an Ontario, I'm an ex-Ontario public servant with no pension. But I'm going to get my motherfucking money starting Tuesday. Anyways. What else happened? I'm on the other side, I meet Tim Diperman and I meet indigenous man, or Prince William, who I'm gonna groom next year to become the next prime minister, of Canada. Because we no longer need any more white privilege running our country. We need an indigenous man. That's what I'm gonna make sure with my new party. Kingdom Party International. Kingdom Party International of Canada. Kingdom Party of Canada. Kingdom Party of Nigeria. Kingdom Party of Somalia. Kingdom Party of Afri- um, African countries. Kingdom Party of the Caribbean. Kingdom Party of Jamaica. Do you get where I'm coming from? Do you see where I'm going, where the vision is? Do I look crazy? I'm a fucking genius. I went to U of T. The doctors in kindergarten told me, the teachers in kindergarten said I was a genius. I'm not bipolar. I have had depression, yes, because I've had people die. I've had um, generalized anxiety disorder when I'm around racist people. And I have um, PTSD because I've had people die. You understand, people keep stealing my ideas and making money off of me and making me into a nigger in my own country. This is my country, I'm a nationalist. I was born here, I was raised here, I went to school here, I shit here, I piss here and now they treat me like a nigger. I'm put in the hospital 28 times and that's not fucking cool. No, it's not cool. How is that possible? that someone like me ends up in the hospital because they called me bipolar because my moods looked like bipolar and they're right, they did. But what it really was is the anger management. I have anger management issues. If I deal with my anger, you probably will see me curse less. Anyways, I'm gonna make, I'm gonna wrap this up. I'm gonna wrap this up. Basically, while in the hospital, um, there was a. I I met, I was moved to another room and the room was called, was 83, eight plus three is 11. And 11, I was released on the 11. Ta-ha-ha! So I was moved to the 83rd room and it has no chalkboard and the other room that had the chalkboard I had written only Cleone at uh, only Cleone at Cleone, only Cleone of Happy Home 42 Incorporated, Dr. Music, www.webscleoneprofit.com. Hi, Biz Bill Rich. I'm just talking about what happened in the hospital. So I'm in the mental hospital. And then I meet this woman, a nurse named Christina. And that bitch made me doo-doo, piss, poo on the floor. I poo on the floor. Why? Because there was a Filipino bitch that came inside there. Filipino girl, old woman who comes into the hospital, she ends up in my room. Little did we know, I found out on the last day that I was there, she was actually a marine goddess of Filipino, of Philippines. You got to study the marine kingdom to understand what that is. I'm not going to go into that because I need to study it as well. But she was a marine goddess. And she hit me, bam, 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 in the back one day. She came in like a freaking ghost. I turned around, I said, bitch, get the fuck out my face. Excuse my language, guys. Like, get out of my face, get out of my face. And then a security came in and was like, what's happening here? Because she seduced all the men. What's happening here? And I'm like, she hit me. So they locked her in her room. And she's like, oh my gosh, you love me. I'm like, bitch, you're going to stay there. So, what happened next? I'm in my room, and during this day, then this one day, I was supposed to be let go on the Tuesday, and it didn't happen. Hold on, I'm sorry. Didn't happen. I was supposed to let go on a Tuesday. Didn't happen because I was supposed to go to court on Tuesday, that didn't happen. By Tuesday night, I tried to go home because now I'm voluntary. My doctor, Dr. Chinari Constance Ogbe at the Oshawa Lake Ridge Hospital says that I could be voluntary, which means I would be able to go home, but I could go on the other side. So I agreed to the conditions because I wanted to. I knew what the other side is about. Because you get group therapy, music therapy, you get to meet all the other people, and it's more—it's a community. You know what I'm saying? So it's it fosters rehabilitation. Rehabilitation. High access CCF. I will be contacting you later today. Um. Yeah. I will be contact access CCF because I received a microloan from them years ago. And now I need another microloan for my business that's going to be worldwide. Anyways, let's get back. So I'm in the hospital, and, um, I, then, uh, and then they let and they, Christina, another nurse who's the devil in Prada. So I meet Christina. And Christina basically, listen to the name, Christina. The person, the person who was living with me for one year was named Christina with a K. And this one is Christina with the C. But they were both the devil. Christina with a K, I found out that she was a witch. She lived with me for a whole year doing her incantations in my house, causing spirits to rise up. The day I was supposed to go to when I got my medication, I begged her for $10. She lived in my house for a year. She lived in my house for one year, and she couldn't give me $10. She said, I'm not giving you anything. And the $10 was to go to the hospital, go to my CMHA to get my medication. And I ended up having to call the ambulance that day. Let's fast forward back to the hospital. So I'm at the hospital. Yeah, i at the hospital and Christina at night. All the night nurses are the laziest people I've ever met. All they do is go on their phones and, uh, and waste tax people's dollars. Even the security officers go on their phone. All of them do it. They're being paid to use the phone. Not when I get in charge. No way. Are they going to be using phones unless it's for work? Anyways, so Christina, who's number one on my list of curses and people to sue, she basically says, Oh, I'm so, I don't want you to, I don't think you should go home. I'm like, I need to go home because my 16 year old friend that you guys said can't come here is going to be homeless. And I need to go get the key to get him in the house. So I need, I need to go. And she ended up calling a psychiatrist, Mr. Dr. Mohammed something, Zakiria. And Dr. Zakiria at five p.m. had me put on another form, which may, meant that I had to stay for another three more days. And that form would have expired on November the 11th. And at 11.05 p.m. So then, so the day I, the day, so the following day, this I discovered why, why I was not let go. It's because I was supposed to meet two more people and help mountain man, which was a man who was next door to me, who always kept walking without a shirt on was to help them get their deliverance okay and how did i was I going to help them i was going to help them through music because i am dr music and i will be officially soon because i'm going to change my name from cleona natasha crawford to dr music officially yeah that's what we gonna do Ooh. So anyways, oops, sorry guys. My Instagram got paused for a second. Um, So anyways, um, I got a chance to meet. So over that, so I then comes, the next following day comes this husky big guy from Jamaica named Malik Marcus. Who do I call him? How do I remember him by? I'm like, oh, his middle name is Marcus. I'm like, oh, Marcus Garvey. Okay, okay, and he goes into the room eight seven. What is eight plus seven? Seventeen. I'm like, okay, this is a replacement for my younger brother, my young my my sister. This is my new brother. It's eight plus seven, 17. We talk, we talk, we talk, he talks about, he talks about um, how the medication makes him into a zombie because that's what they wanted to do to me, but they can't do it because I'm not going to let them do it to me again. I will never be a zombie by the pharmaceutical companies and pharmacists ever again. No, because when I take this medication now, when I would to take my injections now. I take them in the name of Jesus and I, and I say, any poison that is designed to mess with my DNA, I pray in the name of Jesus that it will not touch my DNA. And when I take it like that, it goes right out my butt when I take a shit. <laughs> so Malik Marcus comes in And um, then that day or the day before, Bella, the Filipino goddess, marine goddess, who loves going into the washroom and flushing the toilets, she hit me on my back, like I told you three times, and she went in the washroom one day and she had this cough. <laughs> and you guys know what COVID talks about. It's a coughing. She was coughing like a lung up. I was like, I'm not going in that washroom until they clean it. So Christina refused to clean the washroom, get, get a cleaner to clean the washroom. So they cleaned it themselves with the, with, with the mop. And guess what? Because they did that, mm-hmm, they're not cleaners, they're nurses. That's, if you want the job done properly, then have the right chemicals to clean it. So I told her, I'm not going back in that washroom and I'm going to, I'm gonna, I'm not going to that washroom unless you clean it. He's like, oh, I'm sorry. That's how it's gonna be. You're gonna have to go to the washroom or else. Cause we, we had an isolation washroom and a regular washroom. And that Bella kept going in both washrooms because she was a Marine goddess, you know what I'm saying? Marine goddess. So, um, I shit on the floor in my room. I pissed four times in the middle of the night and shit on the floor once. When in the morning, I cleaned it up. After I showed my nurse, the cleaning the cleaning staff, no, I showed my nurse, Ray Sal, and I showed Tim, the white supremacist devil that I shit on the floor. And right now there's a stain on the wall, shit stain from my shit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's there, whatever, who cares? Yeah, yeah, I did it, I shit on the floor because Christina made me. She, I, I was, I'm like, I'm not gonna catch COVID. You know I'm double vaccinated, I was like, I'm not going in that bathroom because the bathroom's dirty. And then I'm gonna catch COVID because of that nasty ass Bella who has the name Bella, but she's really Jezebel. And she wanted me under her spell, but she couldn't. She hated me. She hated me because every time I would go, I would make new friends. I would, I would make friends naturally and I would help them. And she wanted to seduce them, like Jezebel so i meet malik marcus that was awesome and then i'm supposed to leave i'm supposed to leave the uh, i'm supposed to see my doctor the day before the 11th hello back black Bo. i'm just talking about what happened in the hospital so i'm supposed to see my doctor on wednesday wednesday okay tuesday she doesn't come by wednesday she doesn't come by but Thursday, she comes by early. But Wednesday, then this tattooed guy comes into the mental health unit and he comes with five guards and he's tall, he has tattoos all over his arms. He has tattoos on his face, October's, he has a tattoo that says October 17, 2021. And he has a tattoo of, hey, black bull. He has a tattoo of a cross here. And it turns out this guy was just, I was like, who is that? When I asked him who he was, I started talking to him. Guess what? 17 was the number, the death of his, October 17 was when his wife died at 44. Why does that matter? Because my sister died at 17 and my aunt died at 44. And how did she die? She died, his wife, my aunt died of a a drug overdose at 44. His wife died of a drug overdose at 44. When I met him, I was like, yo, bro, we gonna do something together. You are a prophet. His name is Jonathan K. Lawson. I like to call him JK Rollins because He's gonna be in my new book, Um, Tattoo Man. I love him. So I met indigenous man. I met um, mountain man. I met Jamaican man. And I met uh, tattoo man. And it was just amazing. We were friends. We had a good time. And we decided that we were gonna go into business together. And that's why I'm excited for the next book that will be coming out landed for success. When we talk about our stories, mm. guys, that book is going to be juicy. If you thought my last book, landed for success untold stories, what, which came with a bestseller, um, was good. Wait until you hear landed for success by POC and allies. So guys, that's the end of my story. I shit on the floor twice in the hospital. It's all good. And um, they beat me up in the hospital. It's all good. Because at the end of it, I got to meet three men. And one man who loved one man who loved me my dancing. Because I'm doctor music. So let's end this, my friends with a little music. Of me freestyling. Everywhere make and I take and show. What you got to say when I'm i, go. I to what you got to say when I'm i Okay, guys, I'm out. top, 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 <trenches> let